This right. is an eight iron and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a, a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite and it's in. Kind of like that. Well, I would like to welcome five-time PGA Tour winner, Ryder Cup participant. Uh, it's always an honor to have Ken Green on the Sub-70 podcast to kind of do our Masters recap. Uh, friend of the program and love the insights of kind of what these players are, uh, are feeling, have felt. He's been in all the situations, so it's great to have him. Ken, thanks for taking the time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, let's, uh, let me just ask you this. Let's start off with, you know, kind of, 1,000 feet in the air, give me your sort of your overviews of the Masters this year, uh, what you saw, things you're taking away from it. Well, you know, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I think it's a clear indication that uh, without all the fans, the Masters isn't quite the Masters without all the roars. You know, that's what I took out of it the most. I mean, because it just, you know, obviously, you know, Hideki was way ahead and then you know, things falling apart. But, you know, if we had all the fans and the roars, I think I, I think it's uh, it would have been more exciting. You know, you hear everyone's thoughts is, that, well, it was kind of a boring, you know, kind of a blah Masters. And, and I don't know if they would have had that same feeling if we had all the roars. When you kind of look at Hideki and, you know, Watching last night in the stats of like, you know, strokes gained basically with ball strike in the last five or six, seven years of where he's at and that consistency. Uh, going into hard golf courses, you know, when, when the ball striking and, and you've been there in your career where the ball striking is on, on point, is it almost a sense of calm that you know on a difficult golf course that that attribute that you have? is one hell of an advantage. You almost feel like you can't fake your way around that type of a golf course. And when you've got that, when you've got that level of talent and it's all on eight cylinders has to be a hell of a feeling going into a, like a tough week on a tough golf course. Well, you know, the, the, the thing that they didn't mention and, and it's related to what you're talking about is, you know, his scrambling was, you know, the best for the week, but what that does when you know you're, you're hitting it on all cylinders. You don't worry so much about, you know, missing one green here or another green there. And you don't panic as much when you hit the chip shots, you know, and, and he hit some wonderful chip shots, you know, in the, in, in the course of the week. And it's, uh, it's amazing how the little mental things that becomes easier or, or calm the body affects the game because, how many how many of our viewers out there understand when they're say they're putting it awful? They put so much pressure on on their on their tee to green game, knowing that that the only way they're going to get anyone's near halfway decent score is if they hit the ball really good, and that puts so much more pressure on you. And then you know that can turn into you hit it bad. So it, it's it's a, it's a common effect when you know that you're you're going to hit the ball pretty well and. And, you know, there was, I think, two days it was relatively windy. So that makes you have a, a, even a calmer effect because you know you're hitting the ball solid. 
When you were on in your career, when you were on all eight cylinders, is is it more when you're when you're when you're really really on? Is it more likely than not that it's all on? Meaning, was your ball striking and your short game in sync per se when you knew you were on all eight cylinders, or is it rare it all lines up like that where the putting's great, the chipping's great, the bunker game's great, and you're striking the living shit out of it at the same time? Or when it comes together at the level you guys play at, that's just what happens. Well, I mean, in all honesty, the odds of it all kicking in are are, are not likely, but. You know, say say there's four aspects of the game that you know th- that have to be good. When when you know you've got three of them, again, you don't worry about that fourth one whether because you know the other three are solid. You know, if you're putting good or you're chipping good or your irons are good or you're driving the ball. You know, and if you've got three of those, you know you've got a pretty good chance to contend for the. For the and you know, it's in, in Decky's case because he hasn't really played up to his abilities the last three or four years, which, you know, I don't know if they've mentioned enough, you know, because he basically, you know, he won five tournaments in, in a span of, you know, two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of disappeared. You know, was that all just because he just didn't feel good with the putter? You know, I know he's been recently switched coaches. You know, o- only he could tell us, and I, I didn't uh, – I don't think that the media picked up on that, you know, and, you know, like Jordan Spieth, we, you know, everyone has paid attention to because, you know, of, of what he did early on in his career, finally, you know, won, you know, the week before, but just imagine what Hideki was feeling, knowing that he's got the game in place right now. He, he's got a good chance to win the golf tournament. And the other factor is I don't think Americans understand how much pressure this young man was in for potentially winning, you know, a major. I mean, he's going to be a god over there in Japan. I mean, they they are golf nuts over there. And it just, it it, it had to have been so much inner pressure. Uh, And you could kind of see it as 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 he started but that slow collapse, you know, was he thinking about it or was he, you know, what happened? You know, the, when he, when he makes that bogey on, on, on 15, it was like, that was all adrenaline. You know, was he starting to think too much or all of a sudden he hits this power rocket iron? It was, you know, dead from the, the minute he hit it almost. And, you know, the shot on the, the second shot on 18, even though the tournament was kind of nice, that that's all nerves, and it's it, it it's it's because he's probably thinking about what it means and the impact it could have, you know, for him and and, and you know Japan and even Asian golf. Uh, it, it's 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 phenomenal. I, I for the first time in my life, I was actually rooting for a non-American, uh, and because I, I understand uh, having played over in Japan how golf nuts they are and what kind of an impact that could have on on young kids over there that will start playing golf when you were in contention did you have to factor in the adrenaline rush of that moment was it literally like something you're calculating into your yardages and clubs you're grabbing 
You know, I was lucky in the sense that it never really bothered me. So I just—I uh, I never had to worry about the adrenaline over kicking me in. Um, I, and I don't know why. Some, you know, I—I—I'd I, be lying if I told you. You know, I knew, and I had the ability to calm myself and, and all that kind of stuff. I—I I just never—I I just never worried or, or or thought about it because I forced myself to pretend that I hadn't won the tournament yet, you know, and so it was all, you know, you have to stay calm. You have to stay within yourself, you know, and, and of the, of the nine times that I've won, you know, probably only three of them uh, were close and the others I had kind of pulled the head, but I, I, you know, I forced myself to pretend that it was a close, you know, it was going to be a close call. And, and so I guess maybe I am paying attention the adrenaline factor but you know it's 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 more of a problem today and i know this is going to sound weird because of of the the swing speed that they have now yeah. and the hard ball yep you know so all of a sudden you know you've seen it wasn't just the masters you've seen it all all in golf lately when all of a sudden you know they're you know their distance control is is terrible sometimes and that's to me is is all all the club bed speed and, and the ball mixed with the adrenaline that there's no great ball strikers today compared to, you know, uh, my era or, you know, Jack's era or, you know, Hogan's era, you know, not one player except of Tiger. Cause you, you got to throw Tiger out of there because, you know, Tiger and Jack are on a different planet. Uh, you know, that, that has the ability to control that distance control today like every other era used to but it makes sense if you probably swung really hard back in the day with a with a tour pilata it would just probably slightly over spin and balloon it's not going to take off like a rocket ship right well you know the good news or bad news is that you know in my era or even prior to if you swung as hard as they do now you would never play professional golf right your missus would be so far off the planet right you you wouldn't even be able to get out and out on tours it's not that anyone in those areas couldn't swing that hard. It's just that you, because of the equipment that we had, you you couldn't play professional golf swinging that hard. Well, you have been in contention in majors, so you, you've been in Will Zelateris' position. And for his first time there, uh, I thought he handled himself great. Would love to get your opinion. What is that like when you look up at a leaderboard and you say to yourself, holy hell, I am... I am in contention at a major. Like, what's 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 that do to you? And then, in when you in your case, you know, how did it did it affect anything? And then, kind of, what's your what's your take on what uh, he kind of accomplished this week? Well, I, I thought what he what he did was was amazing. I mean, you know, his his first ever Masters. I mean, I mean, the Fuzzy is the only one that's ever won it on a, on his first try. You know, I know Gene Saracen did, but that's it was a brand new Masters. So he got that. Uh, you know, so think of how hard that is because because Augusta National is so tricky, um, and you have to know you just have to know it. it it's not that the one player from an era, era couldn't do it. You know, it's just Augusta National is that tricky a golf course, and and for him to go there and, and just kind of let it happen. You know, he he, he did great. But then he also, if you, his weak spot is clearly his putter. Because at least that's what I've been told by, you know, quote, 
you know, my friends. And, uh, and so I'm not going to say that it was the pressure of Augusta and the Masters that, you know, when he missed some of those, you know, makeable putts. So it, I think it's just him. That's his weak spot. And when he ever gets that straightened out, you know, he's he's going to be tough. I mean, you know, it, you know, they talk about us being young, but today 24 is not young. You know, they're, the young kids are, are, are developed so much faster that they can go out there and contend at 21 or 22, 23, and 24. I mean, just look how many young kids that are out there that are just, you know, great golfers. I mean, again, is it because of, of technology or is it because of there's so much more uh, out there for them to, to hone their game and become better faster that – you're basically getting a head start on on people when you're 21, 22 years old. Because in my era, unless you were Jack Nicholas, you didn't contend at, at that age. I mean, it wasn't even a thought because it was there was so much more to learn. I think that's true, right? You guys hit your prime in your 30s, almost like the 20s. By the time you guys got on tour, it was almost like the college days now for these guys. Like you had to Absolutely. learn how to be a pro- professional, essentially, right? Like almost learn how to compete. Then you were. You know, your generation was your 30s was your prime. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, now, like I said, you know, they, they literally have a a good seven, eight years of prime age now that, you know, anyone, you know, playing in my era or, or later didn't have. And, you know, again, that's a, you know, like a combination of everything we've just been talking about. And, and it's, I mean, they're ready. I mean, just, I mean, you know, Jordan and Justin and, and you know, uh, Colin Mar- uh, Marikawa. I think I just butchered his name. But, um, you know, they're they're already at, at 22, 21, 23, 24 to win, you know, golf tournaments and majors. You know, it's not people – don't, people don't understand it's, it's not harder to win a major because it's a major. It's harder to win a major because it's set up harder. You know, like a U.S. Yeah. Open, if, if you're nervous off the tee and you drive it in the rough, you make bogey. You know, if you're nervous and drive it in the rough on a, on a regular tour event, most of the time you're okay because it's just the rough. You know, so it, it's 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 not any easier to win a regular tour event. It's just the conditions are, aren't going to penalize you as much. What's it like to get in contention at a major? What goes through your mind? What's the body do? What sort of... What sort of happens? Well, I think each person's different. You know, uh, I was too, me personally, I was too aggressive and I was too dumb. So, you know, the course would, you know, would 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 eat me up because you, you can't hit every shot perfect. But I I think the, the players who don't worry about it, you know, don't think of it as a major and are the ones that are going to contend the best. You know, look at uh you know x-man who is going through a stretch here of of trying to win and can't get over that cycle imagine how much harder it is every time he does something like he did yesterday you know that goes back in his memory bank you know now he's got nothing but negative memory banks so you know he's gotta he's gotta he's gotta figure it out and what he's doing now at least in my opinion what's going on in his head and only he knows that on the golf course, has to be changed. You can't keep the same mindset. 
because it's not working. So you don't like these things where they call, well, you know, the more you're in contention, the more you're there, the easier it's going to get. You know, he's knocking at the door. You're thinking something's got to change versus just keep knocking. Because one could make the argument, too, God, he's there enough. Eventually, you know, he learns from these things and, and you get over the hump. There's also the argument of you should have gotten it done by now. Like, it's, it's a pretty remarkable record of how many second-place finishes and how close this guy is and how good he is. And it's something there where... It's almost like the Ricky Fowler thing with that couple of years stretch where he was in yeah. all these majors. They just can't quite get over the edge, and it's God. It's got to be frustrating for those um, guys, but they're so like he's. I think softly, so good. It's he's got to win yeah. one of these at some point. Well, you would you would think, but then I am a believer of the opposite. I, I believe the more you do it, and the more you fail, the harder it gets. And and I believe that you have to recognize, and only he can tell you that. He's not I mean, he's not going to tell anybody, but his closest friends, mm-hmm. and that might be a hand, less than a handful of guys. Because you, think about it, you you you're, you're have to admit something you're doing is wrong, and you know we're human beings; we hate doing that. But he's doing he's doing something wrong, and only well, he me, knows what it is. He kind of let on a little bit on sixteen, right? He said, "Well, in the past, I saw a lot of people with that little fade into that mound and let it go to the hole, and he tried to hit the hard, you know, the hook." You know, it's, it's, did he let on a little bit that, like, almost like you talked about where he's playing so well that all of a sudden, you know, you guys think you can pull off every shot because a lot of times you can. And all of a sudden it's just, you know, a little minute pull with the hook and boom, you know, there's a double, there's a triple. I wonder if he's getting a little bit aggressive where he's not playing the shot Tiger would have played, for instance. You know, he hit that little tiny cut oh, and that one did not roll in there. I, I listened to him. Uh, try to explain the shot and, you know, him saying he was happy, you know, he didn't have any problems with it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Not being honest. Well, is that a deflection just to make yourself feel positive about it? I mean, I imagine there's got to be a little bit for you guys don't want to tell yourself I hit a terrible shot under the circumstances, right? Like you you don't want to have that wound. I'm assuming there's some self-preservation there maybe. Right. But that's, that's my, that's my point in the sense that if you don't face reality, you're 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 going to keep making the same mistake, you know. And to me, it's like he's just better off saying I, I screwed up and I hit the wrong shot instead of you know that's the that's the the mental coaches of today, you know. They want you to never say anything negative, and right. and right. it's like that makes no sense. I mean, his he says he hits his AR one eighty, and it came up about oh maybe. Almost, almost fourteen, fifteen yards short. Yeah. Uh, and he said, "Well, the wind switch. First of all, the the gust is, it, it swirls a little, but it never flips one one eighty. It doesn't go from you know all of a sudden kind of a little downwind to dead into the wind. You know, it might it might quarter a little, but there's no way it flips both ways. You know, it just it just physically doesn't happen. So it, it's you know, I think he's better off accepting it. Saying I, I just, I just, did, I hit the wrong shot. I hit, you know, it was just a, it was a dumb play. And uh, you know, he he can learn from that. But I can only learn from it if he accepts it. Right. If, if right. he tries to defend what he's done, you know, then then how do you change? How do you how do you fix that the next time you're in in the hunt? You know, I mean, he he clearly played great that day you know he makes a double and a triple 
you know, and, and you just can't do that in any major. You can't do it in any tournament, really. Yeah, then but he you fights definitely back. can't do yeah, it in any yeah, then he kind of fight. But you're right; those usually wind up biting you in the ass, right? If you have numbers like that, it's a you add them up over 72 holes, and those big numbers like that will usually there's the difference maker, right? A couple yeah. of those off well, the I card, mean, and he's right you know, there. Jordan Spieth was the same way. He, you know, he made the triple and I think two doubles. I think they mentioned the stat that only three players have won the Masters making a double bogey. Yeah. I mean that that's pretty unbelievable when you think about it because you know we all we all screw up. You know, I, I couldn't even tell you you know the tournaments I've won whether I made a, a, a double or not. But you know that that's that's a pretty amazing stat that only three players have made a double bogey and won the golf tournament. And here you got two players that made triple bogeys and a couple of doubles, and and that's the reason they didn't win the golf tournament. Right. Right. It, the math, it's hard to argue with math, right? It's just going to prove out yeah. that in the long run, you know, it's, it's at a major, especially we can't normally make as many birdies to, to kind of make up for those mistakes. It's going to bite you. Uh, get your take on speed, right? Like what a comeback golfers go through ups and downs in their career to kind of get himself back to where he's at after that, you know, two and a half years of really struggling. What are you sort of seeing in with him and, and, does it look physical to you? Does it look more mental where he just looks in a better place? Like just from afar, what are you sort of seeing of why it's working again? Well, you know, he, he, he went on to make them, what I call the tiger effect. You know, tiger has fooled the world in that, you know, he's changed his swing three different times and went on to, you know, keep winning. And too many players, go on and win majors and other tournaments. And all of a sudden they feel like they have to make a change, you know, and there's, there's been a lot of them that have done this and, and most of them have fallen off the world. Now speed looks like he's coming back, but in speed's case, when he makes the changes, it wasn't working. And then the demons start catching in, you know, again, you know, he never mentions it, but you can't tell me he didn't have the demons in his head these past couple of years when things were just, you know, oh my God, you know, what, what happened to Jordan Spieth? And now you fast forward to this year where it took him a while, you know, to win where he finally won, you know, at Valero. But I believe that too is effect of the mental part where his demons were still hanging in there and he hit some of these god-awful shots. You can't hit the ball so far offline like he does being a professional golfer and have a a calm mind. So he was fighting those demons. And I think he still has a couple of them in there, but I, I think you're 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 very close to seeing the old Jordan Speed soon. Do you think those swing changes were just where golf is going? So I'm going to try to chase distance and not chicken wing the damn thing through. And and then it, like you said, there's, you know, there's there, there's a lot of uh, ruined, not ruined careers or careers that go sideways and ruined. I guess if people try to chase what, you know, they think they're going to get to the next level and it just doesn't work. I mean, to me, it always seemed like he's going to hit, you know, sort of a his golf swing, sort of an anti-flip, hold on sort of scenario, and he could always kind of you know, cut it out there and make it sort of work. And he chips and putts really great. And that's, that kind of move is great for short irons. And he just played his game. And 
to me, it looks like it's a little bit more back to what just, you know, some people would say, well, the golf swing is not exactly aesthetically, you know, pleasing or perfect. But to me, it, it works. He just sort of holds it off and he, a little bit of a chicken wing and the club stays really square for an extended period of time and he's got enough body rotation. He still hits at 300 yards. He's fine. Play your game. I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I think, again, I think the, the worst mistake people make is feeling like they've got to make these changes to get better and like, what made Jordan think this? Let's see, he's picked off three majors in 11 tournaments and what was it, three years? But I've, I've, if I want to be better, I've got to do, I've got to make these changes. I'm like, I, I don't understand that theory. That, you know, first of all, it's like, in, in, when you're being honest with yourself, do you really think that you have the, the capabilities and the drive? that you're going to come close to catching Tiger or you're going to come close to catching Jack's record. You know, I mean, the, the, those guys only come along every, every blue moon. So why why are you trying to fix uh, something that is maybe not up to other pros' standards? It's your weak spot, you know, it's your Achilles, you know, and yet you're still successful. You know, it, it's, I don't know if it's a human drive or does a teacher get involved or does a manager get involved or friends. What makes that guy want to all of a sudden say, I've got to gain 15 yards or I'm going to be doomed? Right. When, this, when the proof is in the pudding of just play your game, man, right? Just play your game. Right. Plus, the, 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 the thing that no one understands is that for the U.S. Open, the other three majors are never going to be really long golf courses. And even the U.S. Opens aren't always going to be long. You know, Torrey Pines, where they're playing the Open this year, has the potential to stretch out to like 7,600, I think. Right. But they won't, they won't play it there. Right. You know, and it, so it's not like you need that distance because the U.S. Open pars are beautiful. Right. So, you know, so you have a five iron in your hands, it's a six iron, or you have, you know, you're not you're not flag hunting in, in, in majors anyway. Right. Right. So, you know, what 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 made you think that you needed to get this distance? You know, I mean this, this kid's got a phenomenal short game. You well, know, I, always so thought I, that, I don't Yeah, or a great iron player, right? Because there's just so little hand rotation. Just beautiful right. with irons. Like there's the benefit of that kind of motion, right? I mean, you know more well, about this than I'll ever dream to, but I mean, it's it's just there's not much to go wrong play. with that. Yeah, no, his iron play is is well above average for right. for the pro world, and and so to me it's like, uh, I'll I'll take the fifteen yards less every right. every time when I know I can hit my irons as good as uh, as I do, and exactly. you know chip and pop as as well as I do. But you know that that's the mystique of the game that you know we all fall trapped into, you know, sometimes. We'll, thinking you have to improve something to get better and, and maybe you didn't have to. I was going to ask you on Phil too, because you played the tour in, in your forties, you know, Phil has just turned 50 uh, and there's the, the, the inconsistent, you know, he looks great, right? He's lost weight. He's in great shape, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yet the, the inconsistency in his game is starting to show at the point of, you know, in his late forties and his fifties, 
what happens to a pro golfer at that level? Is it more mental? Is it tougher physically? Like, what's the main difference when you still look physically great, you know, when you're trying to do this in your late 40s versus at 31 years old? You know, why does that, why, no matter how good the player is, what happens? Because it seems to be a trend line as you start getting close to 50. The consistency week in, week out is just not what it used to be, say, you know, 10, 15 years earlier in their career. Right. Well, Phil's a real mystery because, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's maybe in the top 10 or top top 15 that's ever played the game. And in the last five years, he's gone on this power fit, you know, hit it long, hit it long, hit it long. And, you know, look where, look what's happened to his game. I mean, this is, this is a guy who, who, like I said, you know, if Tiger wasn't around, would be considered the greatest player in, in this, of this day. And he has, he, you know, I, I can't figure it out because how can you be so good and all of a sudden get something stuck in your head that you can't, you can't play well unless you bomb it. And again, this is another guy. As you, as you age, you don't putt it like you used to. I mean, I don't care what anybody tells you. You know, it's it's your eyes just aren't the same. And then maybe you have a little loss of of touch. You know, you know, see everyone now. You know, you got the claws and this and that and that. But you know, thirty years of of pressure golf has an effect on the body. Mm-hmm. And you know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what Phil's going to do. I I was a believer that Phil would never play the senior tour, Me and I'm well. clearly dead wrong on that. You know, yeah. Does eventually? Well, I agree with you. I always thought like, he's never giving up the big show, right? He's going to be out there at 58 years old, still trying to bomb it because you know he wants the big show. But the question I would have is, does it start wearing on you of missing cuts in T42 every week? We go on the Champions Tour and compete and win which is more fun yeah, it, it doesn't need the money work. no yeah it's it's about it's about competing and, and once he realizes that he can't compete or at least can't compete doing it this way which has surprised me why hasn't the light gone off said i can't compete trying to hit these bombs i mean here's another guy who was a great iron player he was above average iron player so why do you want that extra 15 yards, 20 yards, you know, and it's, it's like, huh, but he also wants to compete. There's going to come a time when the, the light bulb will go off and says, you know, what am I doing out here? I'm going to, I'm going to compete maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he likes winning too much. I, 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 like I said, I was dead wrong. Him. I think he will play, go to the senior tour because it's, it's not as much pressure and you still get to compete and, and try to win. And, and golfers are about winning. You know, it's not, like I said, it's not about money. I mean, you know, Phil's got, you know, a gazillions amount of money. So it, it's, he's driven by competing, you know, like Jack Nicholas, when he couldn't compete anymore, he, he just stopped playing golf. He doesn't even play golf. Well, I mean, obviously you're 86 now. That's different. But, right. you know, when he was 70, he didn't play golf with friends or anything like that. You know, and Arnold Palmer plays till he he died. You know, we're all different in that respect. But it 
it's clear Phil loves to compete. And, he, and you know, if you listen to him, he, he tries to beat you in ping pong. He tries to beat you, you know, playing, you know, horse or anything. And he's going to be – he's going to have to go to the senior tour eventually. It, it's it's just if he wants to keep doing this, you know. Maybe two or, two or three more years of beating himself up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then he'll finally say, ugh. Yeah, this is, you know, I, I ran into Ernie Ells the other day at, at the course I was playing in, and we were talking, and, you know, I was asking him how he, he liked it. He says, oh, man, this is this is like, this is the way golf's supposed to be played. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves on the regular tour, you know, that we've all made the mistake of, of just trying to beat ourselves into the ground so hard. And that if we learn to play like we are now, enjoy the game, and still compete, we would be better. You know, think how much better you'd be at 25 and 30 if you had that mindset. Of the freedom but, you know, of it. Yeah, just let it yeah, go. And just, you know, right. We're young and we're dumb when we're that age, and, and we don't think about that. So Ernie's really enjoying that out there at this point from what you get yeah, from, like, just it's enough competition. He's never had so much fun. Yeah. And, and he can compete and win, right? Like, once again, he'd, he'd have a hard time winning on the PGA Tour, my guess would be, at this point. You yeah, know, but, he, he just he just doesn't put it well enough. Right to to, to compete against the twenty five year olds. Um, right. Last subject I was going to ask you on is the whole uh, the, the Bryson experiment, par sixty eight at Augusta. You think it would line up really well? Obviously, it's times it's worked well, like in round two. Then there's the blow up. What are you sort of seeing on this uh, experiment of where he's going? And 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 do you think these you know the golf course like Augusta in theory should be in his wheelhouse of hitting that big high draw way over different lines that no one else has taken. You know, why is it not working? I guess at this point, in your opinion. Well, you got to you got to remember this is really his first year of doing it. You know, I know he played in November, but in November it was a different golf course than it's going to be the rest of his days. So you know, and golf's hard. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, Ben Hogan you know, hitting every damn fairway or, or whether you're Bryson hitting, you know, three fairways and Augusta is, is going to, you're going to, you're going to take some high numbers when you keep swinging like that. And it, it's people forget at the open when he, when he, you know, wiped everybody out at Wingfoot, how well he putted. Yeah. You know, because he can hit it so much farther than everybody. Oh my God, he bowed. He didn't, he didn't bomb and gouge it. I, uh, beat everybody. He helped. He outputted everybody. You know, and 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 on tour, those who putt the best win. You know, it's they're all par sixty eights for everybody. You know, I mean, in you know, in my area, you might have been able to say they were par seventies. You could maybe get home on two par fives, a, uh, a, you know, each course, so to speak. You know, and, and but now there's not a par five that nobody can get home. It doesn't mean you're going to make birdie every time. You know, but it's Bryson is a hate or like kind of guy. You know, so if you do, if you're not a fan of Bryson, when he screws up, you're gonna you know people are gonna beat him up, and then you know he'll have his tournaments that he's going to win, but he's never going to be consistent. I, I mean, I, I think it's impossible to swing that hard. And be consistent. So he's going to have to say, all right, I'm going to have four or five times a year that I'm going to be on. 
and then it's just a question of how well he putts those those particular times. The other interesting part, I think, with him is I, I can't imagine him being 44 and, <laughs> and still doing this effectively. Like to me, it's got like about a 10 year run in it, like a NBA player or something, and the just the body is going to say, I, I I can't do well, this. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I don't even know if he can get 10 years. I mean, it's uh, that it's a mystery. I mean, I I just don't think the body can hold withhold a whole lot of that, you know, massive swings. You know, look at look at the players now. I mean, how many have been hurt? You know, the you know the Jason Days and you know the the Normans that that were all physically fit. You know, but their body broke down, you know, Tiger and VJ and, you know, it, it really has yet to be seen the impact uh, the modern swing is going to have on a guy when he gets to be 45 or 50 years old, you know, and then, and then heaven forbid 60, not playing wise, but just pure health wise. Well, I, I think, but then one could argue and it makes sense that he'll have enough money and enough championships. Let's say it lasts for 10 years or 12 years on tour. It doesn't really matter, right? Like you're just going all for broke. Oh, and at 38, yeah. you're going to be done and then you're done. Okay. Right. You know, you got a couple hundred million bucks most in the golfers, bank. And... Most golfers don't like that. Though. The idea that it's only going to, you know, potentially be a 10 year or 15 year career because, you know, golf's a longevity game. And, and, but, you know, financially now, I mean, guys that aren't even winning are you know are set for life after right. two years, three years. You know, so it's I don't I don't think these kind of individuals are 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 driven by money. You know, some guys are. You know, some guys it's once you get enough money in the bank, it's eh, meh. You know, not so. Eh. You know, you don't work as quite as hard. You know, you don't. You might goof off a little more. Who knows? But and that's okay because. Not everyone can be a Tiger Woods or a Phil Mickelson and, and right. so so damn driven. B.J. Singh, oh my God, he's right. still hitting thousands of balls for Pete Six. So it's it's it, it, you're, and you're correct. It might be the way of the future. Well, a guy just says, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, nuts for ten years, and then and and then I'm done, and it's okay. Well, I was talking to Kelk about this. He, like, even guys from your generation on the Champions Tour, he was, he was joking, like, it looks like people just passing around the bottle of Advil. Like, you guys were, I mean, even you guys not swinging balls out by 50 had yeah. nagging injury. There's just no way you're making it out there to 50 for playing. Would you guys all play for 20? You don't play 20, 25 years on tour. At 50, your body is not somewhat half destroyed, right? Between hip, back, shoulder, left wrist, right? Like, you're not 100% ever again by the time no. you turn 50 on the Champions Tour, right? Like, you're you're playing with something not right constantly. Now, the Bernard Langers of the world are very rare where he just has had no physical injuries. It just, you know, golf is one of the worst things for the body that you can do. You know, it's... I know there's tons of people out there who don't think, you know, golf is really a, quote, you know, athletic team, but... It, you know, just go talk to the doctors. You, golf is the worst thing you can do for your body. You yeah, know, our bodies aren't meant to move like that. And after 9 million, you know, as hard as you guys would go at it and the impact, what that does to joint, I mean, eventually it just breaks down, right? It just Yeah, absolutely. Down. Yeah, it's going to well, be I mean, really you know, It's the person who probably doesn't get enough credit, and, and this is probably because he was such a dick, is Sam Snead. 
that 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 man had a body that was just unique. You know, never broke down. He's he he's sixty years old and he got his foot up over his head. You know, he had one of those flip bodies. That just, yeah, like he was competing on the PJ Tour at sixty sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, but he's the anomaly, right? If you like, you said when you were yeah, on the Champions absolutely. Tour playing, you probably know the guys. How many of the guys post round look like they're about half? You know, they won't let I know say names, but their bodies are half shot, right? They're just oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you can tell by the ones. There's there's two ways of tell. One, you can tell by how they walk. Also, hit balls afterwards. You know, you know that it's because one, they're 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 hurting. You know, maybe they're a little more relaxed and I was worried about it. But chances are, if they weren't hurting, they would be hitting balls. It's just it's just a it's a golfer's nature to yeah. try to go fix a problem. And you just, you know, we all, you know, some people kiddingly say we have so many breaths in us before the big guy takes us home. Well, you only have so many swings in your where the body starts breaking down. I, you know, it's just, it's inevitable unless unless you're one of those folks. Well, always great stuff. I love your insights. Like I said, it's always a great conversation. And uh, thanks for taking the time. Kind of wraps up the the Masters weeks and gives us that perspective of you know you've seen you've seen so much in your career and accomplished so much. You've been on all sides of these things. So it's always just great to pick your mind, get your concepts, and kind of you know have the conversation. So thanks, my friend. I really appreciate it. You got it, buddy. My pleasure.